Hello, everybody, and welcome to Alphabet Scoop, 95 Google's weekly recap and discussion of the biggest Google-related news. I'm Kyle Branshaw, and joined, as always, by my colleague, Abner Lee. Hello. So, let's jump right in. The next Pixel feature drop is finally here. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, and we, we all expected it last week, but nothing came. Then we expected it yesterday, because these things usually release on Monday. But nope, it's a Tuesday. Um, I don't know why they waited that long. It's been a... The update process has been a bit weird these past few releases. There doesn't appear to be any commonality to it, but whatever the case, it's here. And I don't know, it's a pretty big one, actually. So it was well worth the wait. Yeah, um, it's been a long time coming, and it already kind of feels like this update is more interesting than Android 14. Oh, fame famous fast words but i don't yeah, disagree shots fired shots fired but again i don't disagree um i guess this update was properly teased when google at io said that cinematic wallpapers and emoji wallpapers were coming uh, on stage at io during the shortened android section uh, this was framed as, as more uh, expressive features coming to Android and that they would be first coming to Pixel in June. Um, I wonder if this comes to other Android phones. Given the way the manner it was announced, I, it doesn't leave out the possibility that this is something available for all Android phones going forward. Yeah, I'm not sure because they don't really talk about it in sense of Tensor. I mean, it is powered by machine learning, the uh, cinematic wallpaper, so they don't really talk about the way that Tensor makes it faster or makes it better or anything like that. So it could come down the line, especially as something related to that is already available in Google Photos today. Now it's just being applied to a wallpaper. Yeah, that's so, true. And then the emoji stuff, is that's that's nothing AI about it. It's nothing AI about it. Maybe it's p some programmatic stuff, but it's not really... It's the way they framed it as more expressive features, like emoji. During the keynote, during the presentation of the keynote, um, it was laid out as as the lead-up to the actual AI generative wallpapers uh, that's coming on Pixel phones. That seems to be a Pixel exclusive. But these two features right here, they just seem to be... I don't know, they just seem to be nice things to have. Um it, announcing an I.O. in that in that respect was kind of odd. Um, but again, they're nice features to play with. Um, cinematic wallpapers, I've noticed, like in Google Photos, it still has some issues with fine hair. Um, that, that will... Yeah, uh, the, AI, the AI isn't able to find it properly uh, to, to define the contours of a person. But otherwise, it's pretty fun. Yeah, I'm more of a fan of the emoji wallpaper. I've been Absolutely. using it since it launched. It it, or sorry, not since or since it arrived with Android 14 beta. Mm -hmm. uh, that that's been a lot of fun. Uh, I, I really like the the enhancements that we have to it now. Now that it's a live wallpaper instead of just being a static one, like just just the little things that happen. Like um, you plug in your phone and it all flashes to lightning bolts. All the emojis switch to lightning bolts for a second and then flash back. Uh, when you unlock your phone, it like kind of spins into place. I mean, it might be different depending on which uh, pattern that you choose, but for the 
I think it's the Lotus is the one that I'm using. It's uh, they all kind of spin into place and and rest. It's it's cool and like tapping on the home screen. I don't know. It, it, it's really cool that they made it so delightfully interactive. Mm-hmm. It's unique. It's 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 a good expanding on what they do with the G, with G board, all the stickers in G board. It's a fu- it's a fun natural expansion. Um, and again, this could benefit all of Android, and I think that would be a fun freezer when they do that. It, yeah, it's just a matter of how Google decides to deliver this to uh, non-Pixel phones. Mm-hmm. Like, would it be bundled in to something like Google Wallpapers? Would it be just like on Pixel today? It's just delivered as a separate app that you can choose to install. Uh, yeah, because I mean, it, it, they wouldn't include it just in Android, I don't think, no, because that would, no, be that would be stepping on toes a little bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are the expressive features. I think it's, it's a good feature drop gives people something to interact with, something to play with. And I think, as you were saying with emoji, the combinations are infinite. You can what up to 4,000 characters, uh, 14 characters per combo. And then there's the, ran- the randomized generator. It's people don't have delightful fun with it. Um, so yeah, moving on from that, there's some camera stuff. Uh, the Pixel 7 Pro is adding macro focus video, which is basically taking the macro mode uh, that you've had since the launch last year uh, with still images and applying it to video. And from the samples we've seen so far, it's quite fun as well. Um, that That is the one thing I regret not having and you and going with the pixel 7 this year honestly i have not used this once mm. so i like the macro mode in general i just have not used it i haven't had anything to take a picture of that i needed to get that close to mm-hmm. that, that could just that's just me i need to touch grass <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's yeah i i i've always loved macro taking macro shots um so when it comes to uh, hopefully the smaller phone eventually, um, I'll, I'll, be, I'll use the heck out of it. The other thing that they did with the camera was the palm timer um, introduced on the Pixel Fold. Uh, so when you're in the timer mode, you can raise your palm. The Google camera will put up uh, like a yellow square on your palm. And then it'll start that 10 or 30 or three second countdown timer. It's, it's, again, it's another fun feature and pretty good use of it. Um, it's, I think I would definitely use this more than the Pixel Watch, the camera app on the Pixel Watch, which I always forget to use. Uh, yeah, this seems pretty good. I could see it being useful. I'd like to see how it works. Like uh, the demo that they give us involves the front-facing camera, mm-hmm. which makes perfect sense on the fold because tech you can use the rear-facing camera as a front-facing camera or whatever. At mm-hmm. least use the rear camera and still have a visual of the screen. But how well does this work if you wanted to use your Pixel uh, Pixel Six and you just use the rear camera and try and take a picture? There, I guess there would have to be an audio cue or something for it to know. Or yeah. just signal that you that your palm has been seen and that you should get into a pose now. Yeah, because the front-facing cameras hit a bit of a rough patch once it last year. 
well this year too they're not they're fine but they're not excellent um, in terms no, of the fun they're, they're just I, I don't think I the last time I really enjoyed the front-facing camera on a Pixel phone was probably the Pixel 3. Mm-hmm. No, the extra-wide camera. Yeah, it was it was fun and delightful back then. Now it's just like, yeah, okay, it works, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's good. It's interesting that they launched, the, well, the Pixel tablet and Pixel Fold aren't even here yet. But right. Google decided to launch it already instead of waiting another three months or even longer uh, to launch with the next feature drop or the one after that. So that's a nice immediate feature. Uh, this should be what an, an update to Google Camera app uh, should bring that along. Um, most likely, yeah. Most likely. So yes, uh, the other thing is home panel on Pixel phones. Uh, again, this was something used on the tablet. So instead of with device controls, instead of users customizing uh, what devices, they, what tiles they want, this will just show you the favorites tab of the Google Home app. Um, it's 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 bad. <laughs> device controls have come a long way from what was it Android eleven? Um, yeah, when they introduced it as part of the power menu, which made a, a great deal of sense. And then with the Android 12 material you redesign, it got relegated, <clears throat> excuse me, it got relegated to just the tile uh, in quick settings or from the lock screen, that button, uh, the lock screen shortcut. And honestly, there was a point last year where I thought this was kind of dead. It was, it hadn't seen any updates. It was, the UI was kind of divorced from everything else, this way on top of Android. And now, but now they're just basically loading the full app, which you basically noted, uh, which we caught earlier in the cycle. We didn't know it was for this, but you found it. Right. And I think that's a, an important thing to keep in mind, though, that this isn't going to stay just Google Home. Uh, when any other smart home OEMs or whatever, smart home uh ecosystem makers decide that they want to implement this, like when Samsung wants to. If Samsung ever wants to allow smart things to appear here, they can do that. They have the option to do that. It's all open to them. So this isn't just a Google Home feature. This is giving developers the ability to show their UI here. So on your Samsung phone, if you when you use this feature down the line, whenever it comes, comes to Samsung phones, it will not look like Google Home anymore. It will actually look like Samsung SmartThings because it is Samsung SmartThings. Yeah, and this is it's just more updatable going forward if it hands it off to the to the app team versus making it a system feature which they have to update so and so. Um so yeah, this is a smart approach. Um I very much so. I wonder if any other app makes sense in or if it's just a, it just makes sense with smart home devices. Um, you know, you say that. I think I could see Tasker uh, deciding Ooh. to go this route yes. too, because it, as I recall, they already supported the previous version of this, the previous uh, device smart controls. home. Yes, device controls. They they were previously part of that, so I wouldn't be surprised if Tasker just the the uh, Tasker team decided to go this route as well. Hmm. 
so yeah, that's another way for developers to play around with. And again, it's having the the same the exact same experience as the Google Home app is it's nice. And so uh, moving on again, this is a rather packed feature drop. Uh, there are some a handful of tidbits. Um, Let's see, starting with, well, I'll just uh, list them off here. In recorder, speak labels, which were introduced in December, which uh, lets you break out people in terms of recognizing who is talking instead of having just one massive clump of text. That now lets you uh, separate people in the Google Docs transcription. So uh, you see people's names with accompanying timestamps, um, you also can, when you're exporting video clips, speaker labels, the names will also be, will also be reflected. And you can also search them, which is, uh, which is a nice trio of features to recall Um, on the safety front, emergency sharing is letting you start and stop with your voice, or you can have, uh, Again, using Google Assistant, you can say start a safety check for 30 minutes. And the last trio there is car crash detection. We'll share your real-time location and call status with emergency contacts uh, in addition to just calling emergency services. What we're not seeing is the feature that you uh, spotted and was able to get working successfully a few months in advance. Yeah, I'm genuinely surprised to not see Dashcam included here because, as we showed, we, we were able to do a hands-on with it. But the feature is effectively finished. There are things that I believe that Google could optimize better and should optimize better before it launches. But in terms of functionality, it's ready. Like I, I am kind of surprised that Google isn't launching it, but perhaps there are... Maybe it's only ready enough for Google's internal testing right now, but... I am shocked at how far along it is and that it is not included in today's update. Mm, which definitely opens the door for this becoming a Pixel 8 feature, which even though, again, we show that it doesn't need any specific hardware, just modern, just a modern phone, a modern Pixel phone. But as a, pic- as a highlight of the Pixel 8, I think it, that makes a lot of sense. And in your, when you're using it, you noted that your phone got hot. Everybody could figure that out from the from the moment uh, you detail right. this feature. But I wonder if the Pixel Eight is doing stuff with um, Tensor G three by extension. If it's doing some ISP stuff, image signal processing stuff, where there's a dedicated component, or it's way more efficient. Yeah, something has to change because I don't foresee myself using Dashcam for the remainder of the summer. Just because, yeah, it, it's. It managed okay over Memorial Day weekend, but things have only heated up since then. And uh, yeah, anytime I use it, it, the battery doesn't discharge that quickly, but it does discharge and yeah, it gets hot and Google Maps goes into dark mode and it's just a a mess. So yeah, there's... And I don't see them, like, I don't see them billing this as, to use this feature, get a third-party stand, get a um, third-party charging stand. That, I don't know, maybe they could, I guess. It, it would make a lot more sense if they made one, but I guess they could partner with people and just like have this dedicated accessory. Right, and it also ties into the uh, report that we were able to share that the Pixel 8 
doesn't seem to be getting the key to improvements, which means that we're not going to be seeing, we're presumably not going to be seeing any built-in MagSafe-like uh, docking ability, which I think is critical for dash cam. Like, mm. I, I couldn't imagine using this feature without having the ability to stick it to a, uh, a stand it, like that. You, you want... Everybody knows how they how the the con the contours of the car, and when you want, you know where you want to point it, and it it needs to be a bit more precise than I don't know, just a general view of the dashboard. Right. So yeah, there. That's that's an interesting thought, though. I didn't think about that. That maybe maybe Google would be preparing some kind of car mount of their own, or at the very least, partnering with somebody for some made for Google accessory. Mm-hmm. So let's see, rounding out to the smaller bits and pieces. So adaptive charging, uh, which no longer requires an alarm to be set. Uh, this was officially announced today with a whole of Google AI branding. But we, it was, as far as we know, it was active all the way back in March. Um, the other adaptive thing we got was adaptive haptics. So on the 6A and the 7A, uh, the pixel can lower its vibration intensity when it's on a hard surface. It can detect when it's on a hard surface and it can be less of a, uh, violent, violent shaking, let's say. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really understand this because I could have sworn that I had had this ready to go and active on the Pixel 7a during my testing period. So I'm confused why it's included in this, uh, in this feature drop. I, I mean, if it's rolling out the Pixel 6a, that's news. But yeah, I mean, from what I tried of it, though, it seemed good because it was able to just make it so, okay, my phone's sitting down on the table. Let's not shake the entire table and let everyone at this meeting know that I am getting notifications on my phone and not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, the other thing that was announced... Well, as part of the feature drop, this is QPR3, based on QPR3. And this is Android 13's last update. It's Android 14 going forward. Um, there's some small tweaks here and there. Uh, it enhanced pin privacy, where you can disable animations um, when you're entering on your lock screen. Um, but yeah, it's... it's uh... That's a very well-timed feature, if you ask me, just given the recent release or the recent rolling out of uh, pass keys. Mm-hmm. So now your your accounts are secured by your phone. So if somebody can steal your phone, in theory, they can just get into your account without needing to put in a password first. They, you just unlock the phone and go. So by introducing this, you have a little more security against people looking over your shoulder and seeing the buttons that you press. It's still not ideal, but it's definitely better than it was. Mm. So in in terms of how to get QPR3, uh, the Android beta program has been weird, the cycle, in that in order to... <laughs> if, you're, if you opt out of the beta program... In order to receive, you have to opt out of the beta program to receive the public OTA. Otherwise, you'll just go on to Android 14. Um, this is a scary process because historically, opting out automatically equals losing your data, wiping your data. And I don't, we've discussed this in the past uh, internally, but I think this is a bad approach. It's, 
the the public OTA should automatically roll out, and Google should have a way of kicking you off, basically, um, instead of requiring users to do it manually in, in order to go to get the stable build. I'm sure that Google's metrics make a lot of sense on this, mm-hmm. that they Im- implemented this because they saw the number of people who would be opted into the QPR and then decide to immediately opt into the next beta, like the, mm-hmm. the, the next major version beta. And they probably saw, oh, well, look at these metrics. You know, the overwhelming majority of people who are on the QPR 3 beta, they move on to the Android 14 beta. So let's just let it rock. So I'm sure it makes sense in some regard. In some regard. Hmm. So yeah, um, Android 13 QPR 3 still rolling out. Again, as we said at the top, um, this was one of the more significant updates and it's coming pretty late in the yearly cycle. Um, Usually the big updates are timed, um, usually at the end of the year, uh, by nature of the stuff that could they could that Google couldn't get into the major Android release? Um, it usually comes out three months later. But in terms of this one, this is at the again at the tail end of Android 13. It comes after last month was pretty disappointing. So disappointing, I can't really remember what was announced. Um, yeah, it, no, you would think that they would just hold these features to make Android 14 a little more exciting at launch. Again, unless as we went, we were talking about that IO, unless they have something, unless the user facing stuff of Android 14, or not, or even like, yeah, the user facing features, unless they have something bigger coming that really significantly changes the experience. Because again, Android 14, as we've been saying for the past few weeks, uh, lock screen clocks and lock screen shortcuts are, are the major tent poles that we have right now. And that's just one tent pole. Yeah, it's not anything too exciting just yet. So we need to see a little bit more of Google's vision. But <laughs> release after release, we don't see anything yet. So we'll mm. just keep holding out hope. So yeah, that is Android 13 QPR 3. That is the Pixel feature drop for phones. But of course, we have the watch. And this is Google... I don't know, successfully managing two product lines in terms of this is, I would say this is the first big proper update for the Pixel Watch in the way that the Pixel Buds, they Google said they were getting feature drops, but it was always only one feature, one or two features at best per launch. Um, but no, uh, with the Pixel Watch, we have a big health update. So the last big update in March, well, February, it added fall detection. But now we have Google finally enabling blood oxygen saturation or SpO2. You get an overnight percentage when you wake up in the morning, just like every other device. And you have high and low heart rate notifications. Um, if your heart rate gets out of a predefined range, an expected range, um, these are two very basic health features that are available on the cheapest Fitbit trackers. And it was honestly surprising that it, this, this wasn't ready at launch. Right, especially since all the sensors, all the... Um, everything that Google needed was already in place. Like, it's not that hard to calculate that somebody's heart rate, is, their resting heart rate is high. That, that's not hard. 
Yeah. I'd... So especially considering the heart rate is checked once per second, and that's the the flagship feature of the Pixel Watch, it, it is interesting to see that they're not do they weren't previously doing much with that information. Mm-hmm. As far as we can tell, like the sensor stack on the Pixel Watch is identical to the Charge Five, to the Lux, to the Inspire Three. So they had it there. I wonder if I don't know, was this a battery issue? Was this uh, they couldn't get it down? They could at launch. They weren't able to get everything they needed working on Wear OS, so they couldn't optimize it, and they just decided to pick heart rate. It, it seems like that could be in the ballpark of what the issue was, but it's what over six months. Um, it's we're already talking about the Pixel Watch Two, and it's all, this update is coming pretty late stage. Yeah, I'm not really sure. It it just seems odd, especially since some of these things, like the the high and low heart rate, could be handled by the Fitbit app on your phone. Like when you're, the data syncs between the two, the Fitbit app could say, "Hey, by the way, mm-hmm. a while ago your heart rate was high. You might want to worry about that." You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's, now the oxygen saturation that's just cool. I'm glad that they were able to introduce something else something extra it, it but yeah it is just strange that it took this long and i don't know i mean it, at least it's here mm-hmm. but yeah weird to not be included at launch yeah um yeah it's fine right here it's it's can't <laughs> nothing more to say than that uh the other thing they added was auto pause so when you're running or you're cycling and you take a break or you stop at a light It'll automatically pause, and then once you get back with your physical activity, um, it starts recording again. Um, again, it's this, these three features are a pretty big, a pretty big cycle or a pretty big health update. Arguably, it should have been there on day one or even close to day one. But again, it's better late than never. It's fantastic that this isn't. That these features aren't being held for new generation hardware. It speaks to that the hardware is finally capable of doing this. It's always been capable of doing this. Right. And another very long delayed aspect of the Pixel Watch, uh, setting aside all of the health stuff, is that we finally, after having seen it for ourselves in person mm-hmm. in October, they finally decided to release the Metal Links Band, which. Oy, I'm, I'm, I don't. I don't understand what the delay could have been here. Yeah, like, it, it was done. It was ready. Yeah, as I was saying, we saw it. Um, now we're, the metal wings band, two hundred dollars, not for everyone, it, but otherwise it's well built. Um, our review by the time this is out, you should have uh, our review of it will be there. Our hands-on impressions, but yeah, uh, it's a very solid, chunky hardware. Though arguably. This is not the metal band that I think most people want necessarily. Um, the Milanese right, band the, is what I think it's a co- very common as the Apple Watch really popularized it, as well as other watches, of course. But that's that was pulled from the Google Store. It was previously announced. It was previously seen. We knew the pricing details. It was said to be coming this spring, but. No, that was pulled completely. Yeah, there's just something that doesn't make sense here. I, I don't know if it's a supply chain issue or what, but it it's done. Uh, 
I, I guess supply chain is the only thing that could hold it back that I can think of because why would they, I don't know, embarrass themselves a little bit by announcing a product and then unannouncing it? Like that's that's unheard of. Mm, yeah, required. Maybe not for Google, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. So that's maybe that's something uh, we look forward to with the Pixel Watch too. But uh, yeah, I think that's uh, everything in this month's, uh, this quarter's feature drop it's still very exciting one like we're, we're it's gonna be a short episode today but at the same time it's still an exciting uh feature drop in terms of what we've had recently mm-hmm. absolutely so that just means we're uh possibly on track for an even better one come uh come december and of course there's gonna be the one between there but that's mostly going to be android 14 at all but yeah, it's it's a good uh, it's a good place to end it. Um, happy updating. Um, until then, you can find us on YouTube and Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and your other favorite podcasting platforms. Until then, see you next week. See ya. Bye.